Welcome in, everybody. Hello. It is the Football's Life podcast. It sounds a little different this week. Guess there, who's uh, back? back is there someone, new, someone new, Noah? You, you decided nope. to join us? Yep, I'm here okay. in the flesh. Well, it's, it's nice to have you back. Uh, Volcomo was a special guest, emphasis on special. Um, we made it through a wild ride. Noah, yeah. well, I have. I have not listened yet. Yeah. I have not listened yet. I feel like I need to be drinking while I listen. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, because I, I hear it was entertaining, though. Yeah, Bulgama, we, we can't take this. Noah is not even giving you the time of day. He won't even listen to what you have to say. <laughs> I will, Bulgama. Don't listen to him. I just haven't got to it yet. <laughs> so busy. Uh, All right. We have uh, we were pretty... Pretty good show today. I'm looking forward to it. Got some uh, Thursday night talk. We got an interesting trade that went down. Um, to yeah, say the least. Surprise matchup and upset. So, Noah, why don't you start us off? How did you feel about the Thursday night game? Well, it was a lot better than I thought it would be. Um, was it? Well, I'm better. Closer? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It was okay. better in the fact that the game was close the whole time. Kind of similar to last Thursday, um, you know, because last Thursday was kind of the same thing where it's like, oh, it's actually kind of a close game that comes down to the wire here, but it doesn't, the, f- the football itself wasn't fantastic, but <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think the Bears might be one of the worst four and one teams I've ever seen, but. Ever. Hey, I guess, hey, you're four and one. <laughs> Dude, I just couldn't. The announcers kept saying it. They're like, man, this is such a great game. Oh, what a great game we have going on. And I'm like, really? Yeah, like, I, I, yeah I'm yeah, i with you. It wasn't – the football itself it was wasn't sloppy. that great. Yeah. The amount of penalties, like Tom Brady was going to lose his mind. The amount of gray hairs that guy got <laughs> in that game. His offensive line, just brain dead for some yeah. reason. The yeah. amount of mistakes. I tell you what, though, I – I give him credit though because most people don't have the guts to tear into his center like he did because his center was just like who somebody pissed him off and just got in his head and so he just wanted revenge you know it was like OBJ and Josh Norman a few years ago it's like no no you mean OBJ and the kicking net <laughs> yes my bad <laughs> <laughs> they kissed um, anyway that was. I thought that was hilarious how they come on the sidelines and Brady's just laying into him. Uh, I I think the yeah. highlight of the whole the whole matchup for me was Khalil Mack getting like he no effort like he just no effort on the sack it takes Tristan Wirfs I believe it was and just rips he he rips underneath him and goes right around he like it's like they're playing tag football where he tags Brady and Brady hits the ground like a ton of bricks. Doesn't even have to tackle him. And then Wirfs keeps on blocking him or trying to. And Khalil Mack's like, get off me, son. And like single arm hip chucks him. (laughs) And you're sitting there and there's a 325 pound man just upside down landing on his neck. Like, holy (laughs) crap, Khalil Mack. That was awesome. I instantly went to Twitter just waiting for gifts and videos of it. I was so pumped. Yep. Yeah. And like it just. Nobody looked. Ronald Jones looked good. Yes, he did. Yeah, that's and true. unfortunately yep. they did not give him the ball enough. I think they win the game if they run the ball more. Probably, but it's Brady's team. It is. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And both both teams with the management at the end of the game, like Nagy, what are you doing? Throwing a deep ball when you could take away thirty seconds off the clock. Yep. And then uh, Brady with the – apparently he said he knew it was fourth down. I don't think so because the check down was there for the first down. Yep. I don't buy it. And just like – I know it sounds weird, but like the look on Brady's face. Yeah. Like, no. And and he was talking to the refs afterwards where he was like – he was like trying to yell towards them at something. Like the only thing I could think of was, hey, isn't it – fourth down now wasn't that third down why else would be yelling like there wasn't a penalty yeah 
Yeah, very odd. Very odd. Do you think Brady's mom was at home going, no, sweetie, no, it's <laughs> fourth down, not third? Dude, I don't know if Brady talks to his mom anymore. Uh-oh. He's he's yelled at her too much for some the mistakes that she does. Insider information. Yeah. She probably eats some kind of meat. Probably, <laughs> okay. That probably angers him. The f- Dude, that might be one of my favorite fantasy footballer drops. The the plant man knows one. Yeah, I freaking yeah. love that one. Oh gosh, it's so I tell good. you what though, I love uh, I love Bulkama in the chat during the game, comparing Jameis Winston and Tom Brady. That that's just fun. That, that, that see, these are things I don't think about, and he just kind of he just kind of sprinkles those in there. Yeah, it's, that it's very entertaining. Yep, yep. <laughs> But even if I don't respond sometimes, whatever weird stuff he says, uh, weird in a good way, Bulkama, uh, I'll just like quick look up stats and be like, yeah. And usually I'm like, yeah, Bulkama doesn't know what he's talking about. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> the, the shots at Bulkama. I have not so taken far shots this episode, at Bulkama. The guy who bailed you out when you couldn't do the podcast like, last yeah, week. I just said many good things about him. <laughs> I heard one. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, other than that, like that game was whatever. The 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 Buccaneers missed Godwin pretty badly. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans is beat up. The Bears are a disaster. It's painful to watch Rob Gronkowski run. Oh gosh. <laughs> I mean after okay, he, I think it was like the second quarter where he had that long run along the right side, that catch and run where he he broke a couple tackles. Yep. And afterwards, I was dying because they were like, "Oh, he looks to to be a little banged up going to the sidelines." So I was like, "No, he's winded. He just like <laughs> he's exhausted. He's not beat up. Like there's no trainer looking at him on the sidelines. He's just standing there." Breathing super heavy because he almost died from running 30 yards. Yeah, but. and, like, that knee looks way worse than they say it is. Oh, I mean, he is a broken man. Mary Beth's like, what's wrong with that guy? I'm like, well, his legs aren't straight, so that's hard to run, I think. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I saw, I saw a comment from someone that was like, I never thought in 2020 I would be saying that Rob Gronkowski wishes he was Jimmy Graham. Because <laughs> Jimmy Graham looks better this year than he has like the last three years. Yeah. Yeah. Still can't block, but yeah. Never could. Yeah. You can't get what I mean, you don't have. Respect to Gronk, though. I mean, he's like his body's half metal, so. He's having fun. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's, he's smiling out there, but. He's down in Tampa. <laughs> Oh man! Other than that, that freaking hospital. Okay, you, you, okay, you tr- traded Keyshawn Vaughn, or do you still have him? No, I still have him. Yeah. How did you feel when you saw Keyshawn Vaughn finally get a touch and then just get murdered? An absolute hospital ball by by Brady. Yeah. Whatever. Although Brady Brady shouldn't Brady didn't see the the corner peeling off, so it's not really his fault. But yeah, that guy just leveled Keyshawn Vaughn and he had no chance destroyed him absolutely destroyed him I hope I don't think like to me that shouldn't affect him down the road like with Arians Arians shouldn't look at that and be like you done messed up a Ron you out yeah seriously I don't know Arians can be a vengeful SOB but yeah yeah I I agree with you I I think I think he'll be fine he he just needs some time oh so correct all right we got a we had one massive trade more like confusing trade to me but noah can you break it down and give me your opinion sure it was between clay and dykstra clay received henry ruggs which i believe was the 107 106 in the rookie draft this year um and uh ruggs was the 108 108 okay and Dykstra res- received Zach Pascal and Clay's 2021 second rounder. Ooh, so Ruggs was taken at the 108. And high draft capital. Very high draft capital. Um, 
Zach Pascal has been a waiver guy the last few years. I think I had him like two different times last year. I think everybody's had him, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, he does seem to be the top receiver right now uh, with the Colts, I think, maybe. He, he, he's, he's number two behind T.Y. Hilton still. But, like, the only reason why he's number two is because – De facto, everybody else is broken ahead of him. Yeah, and he's solid, um, but he's I solid don't... as in like like Jello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of how I view him as solid. Yeah, he's never. It's not like the Colts are gonna be like, oh, this is fine. He'll be our number one from now on. Um, yeah, that's not. I mean. If Pittman was was there was healthy, and if um, Paris Campbell Paris Campbell was healthy, it'd probably be a much different story. Um, yeah, like this this isn't okay. Bottom line, let's let's just call a spade a spade. Bottom <laughs> line, Zach Pascal might have value this year. Might. Yeah, he has value this year for sure. But yeah. but no, but I, the reason why I say might is because I still think he's the number like three or four option on the team. Like mm-hmm. Malali Cox is a, is as a better option than him in my opinion, and I still like the I think the running backs are going to get just as many opportunities in the passing game because hmm. Philip Rivers does not chuck the ball super well much much these days. Nope, um, he's not going to light anybody up on fire. That defense is great; they don't need to score a lot of points. But so so let's just say Pascal has a decent year this year. We can agree on that. Sure. Next year, what's the hope? Down the road, what's the hope for this guy? Yeah. There's Henry not, Ruggs not is at much. least a rookie. Yeah. Like I I was like class A hater. I think I would have the the earliest I would have picked Ruggs in the rookie draft would have been like two seven. I did mm, not like yep. it. But uh, to me this is insane. He's got a hope that that's twenty twenty one second is super, super early. And it's uh, he he picks a good guy, someone better than than what he did with rugs, I guess. But I'm I, curious to know why he gave up on him so quickly. Yeah, I mean, I I do think I do think just based on my preseason prediction on our rankings show that um, that that second will be a higher second. So I mean, it will be very valuable, um, but. Yeah, I'm I'm curious as well. I really want to hear from Dykstra um why he gave up on rugs so quickly. Um what he saw or yeah, what happened because whew. Yeah, cuz here's the big thing for me too. I was thinking about it yeah, last night. That 108 that he used to pick rugs, that was the main piece in getting uh in in giving up Nick Chubb to me. Hmm. I got Nick Chubb and I gave two firsts and a late third. And that that 108 was the major piece that he wanted. So to give up rugs so quickly, it almost seems like kind of a waste and no reason why he should have given up Chubb then. Because I know Chubb's hurt, but he looks great. Yep. So that's where I'm just a little more baffled. Yeah, it's... uh. It's surprising. It's surprising. I want to hear Dykstra's explanation, though. Maybe he's got a big brain idea. Pascal is 25. (sighs) (laughs) I I feel like I'm dumping on it so much that you feel like you have to play, like, the nice guy about it. (laughs) Good cop, bad cop? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's the 74th wide receiver. With everybody injured ahead of him and T.Y. Yeah. Hilton doing nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's full PPR, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good, Bob. Not no. Good. Uh, here, here's the kicker for me Ruggs is in Clay's starting lineup this week. Pascal is not in DeYoung's starting, and uh, Dykstra's starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Like, okay let's move on yeah um all right uh week four we had uh we had some interesting stuff happen some bangers some duds what was your surprise from week four 
My surprise was your team going absolutely bananas. Infernal. Uh, let's see. You scored almost 50 points more than Sleeper projected you to. Um, that's good, that's if you didn't know. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> like I was telling you before, I saw that Nick Chubb went down. I'm like, uh-oh, Eric's team. And then I pulled up Sleeper. I was like, oh, yeah, he's fine. He's he's doing just fine. He'll be, he'll be good. He'll be fine. Ooh. Yep. Joe Mixon woke up. He woke up. That boy's he, hungry. He played football. Uh, he'd been hibernating way too long. Three touchdowns, 181 total yards. 181 total. I didn't even realize there was that many yards. Yeah, 151 on the ground, 30 through the air. Oh. Well, they finally stopped freaking putting in Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> Gosh, dang it, the amount of times I saw that guy in the field the last couple of weeks <laughs> drives me nuts. I feel and, like that happens and they're, every they're year, too. they're important drives. Like, it's yep. two-minute drills. It's, like, third downs. It's red zone. Why the crap is Bernard in there? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, that reminds me of a few years ago, more than that, when Chuck Pagano was the coach for the Colts. Mm-hmm. And remember, I think me and you called me, like, right after the game because it was driving both of us nuts when Frank Gore was with the Colts, and he handed off to Frank Gore – like 15 to 20 times a game and Marlon Mack would get three touches and he'd get uh, yeah. like a 50 yard like he looked way better didn't you have Marlon Mack I think so that's probably why yeah. I was fired up about it yeah but it's like what <laughs> some coaches just they have their philosophies yep and they do not give a crap about anybody's opinion or even what the stats say and yeah, it was just finally nice for them to to realize, hey, Geo is fine as a backup. Frick him, keep him as a backup on the bench, you idiots! Like, good <laughs> night. Oh, because Mixon looked fantastic. Yep. And and he started off slow too. Like he he like OBJ had a great first half, but Mixon actually had kind of a slower first half. But then he just took over in the second. I was it was awesome. So you almost doubled Laser Dude's score. Yeah, I was I was that, eight points away from doubling his score. Yep. Yeah. That's Sorry, not Laser supposed Dude. to happen. And and Laser Dude would have beaten three other people this week. Yep. I I actually did double three teams. Which that kind of leads up to my surprise is the matchup where I had the upset of the week, which should have been an actual good high-scoring matchup between Clay and Drake, ended up being an absolute stinker. Like, just two useless teams just throwing slaps at each other. Um, <laughs> and, yep, sure enough, Drake squeaked it out because Calvin Ridley decided not to show up. Zero oh. out, of, out of, off of six targets, no catches. Uh, Clay really could have used just one of those. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I doubled both. Their scores together is less than what I scored. Wow. That's that's not good. Not good, Bob. And so Drake is somehow 3-1. and one. Someone beat this guy into oblivion because he does not deserve to be 3-1 and one right now. Ouch. Drake, I love you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Drake. No, Drake's team actually... Uh, we were talking about it a little bit beforehand. Austin Eckler going out is going to be really hurting him, and and just a few guys wet in the bed and and not performing the way they should. He should get Derrick Henry back this week, which will really help as well. Um, so I think Drake will be fine down the road. Clay, we'll see. He's been making moves. Antonio Gibson, that's a guy I was wrong about. I I'll admit that he's looking pretty good. He's looking great. I've, I've been pretty shocked by that. Um, yeah, otherwise, last week went went kind of the way that we thought. We thought that DeYoung would win and Dykstra would win, and we thought that Viss would beat Jay Cozier. Um, the, the, the battle of the Titans between the un, undefeated teams, you and TJ. It's pretty good. It was close. Kittle almost brought it back. I know. Ugh. Glad to have him back. Yes, very much so. 15 catches in a game, I'll take it. 
<laughs> Ironically, the one game where you get George Kittle back is the one game you lose. And uh, yeah, Kittle scored 32 points for you, so it wasn't his fault. But uh, dude, that that dude plays with so much passion. He's just different. He's Good built lord. If that kid could stay healthy, like if he doesn't turn into to the next Gronk, where I think you said it earlier, where it just he's more robot and metal than human. Yep. Um, if he can avoid that, I think he's going to end up being an absolute <sighs> stud monster. Um, yeah, I, I feel love like, watching him. Too yeah, bad he's like, on the 49ers. I know. It, I I told you on the phone earlier in the week, like, I don't know if there's ever been uh, – I hate the 49ers because we're Seahawks fans, but I love watching that guy play, man. He is awesome. And I also told you, I feel like he's that guy that if he's in a fight, he takes the first punch and there's blood running down his teeth and he's just smiling at you and you're like, oh, I'm screwed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, he just yeah, embraces I, the pain. <laughs> I, I think I I shared with you too this week where, in my opinion, he's like the forty nine the 49ers version of Marshawn, where like you can't hate the guy because you watch him play. Yeah, and it's he plays the type of football just like Marshawn does. Where, yeah, the more you lay into him, the more he loves it and just yeah. like gives it back. And then you realize what the crap I can't. I can't one up this guy. He's a he's a freak. Like when he catches the ball and then looks upfield, just the look in his eyes is like, "Come get me!" Like, you know, even the toughest guys in the league, when they catch one across the middle, they're hoping they don't get absolutely wrecked. Yeah. By a safety or something. Their head's turning because they don't want to get lit up. Yep. But you know, Kittle's like just pumped. Like, bring it on. His Let's head's turning go. because he's looking for the next guy to stiff arm to oblivion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's like my my favorite Marshawn uh Marshawn Lynch clip one of my favorites is they're doing like the top 100 and he was like I think he was like top 15 or something like that top 10 and they're talking about how he's just like a freaking animal and they had him mic'd up for a game and he just gets <laughs> dog piled on he's on the bottom of like six guys and the mic just catches like the most maniacal laugh and it's just Marshawn cracking up and giggling in the bottom of this like massive humanity and he just gets up like bouncing around pumped and everybody else is like what the crap's wrong with this dude the biggest tragedy the biggest tragedy in the nfl is that marshawn lynch wasn't mic'd up for every single game i agree dude that that uh that commercial where he's reading like the little, yes. like little kid's bedtime story. Yo, Gronk, like, them nachos? And he's like, Gronk? The <laughs> nachos? <laughs> he does a little giggle after. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that guy's a national treasure. I love him. <laughs> For Seahawks games, like they're about to kick off. He just finally comes out of the locker room. He's like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> uh, he just does whatever the heck he wants. Yep. <laughs> Pete Carroll goes up to him. So, uh... The guy's crashing down on the left, and then he looks at he looks at P. He's like, "I just read it." And he's like, "Okay, well, so when 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 we pull in the guard, he's just like, I just read it." Okay, Marshawn, you do your thing. Okay, dude, let's go. It's like, <laughs> gotta love it. Sorry for all you non-Hawks fans out yeah. there. I love yeah. uh, the beast mode run. Yep, I'm gonna keep talking about it. Yeah, uh, I love the beast mode run. The video when he's He's like, they have him in the interview and he's like narrating as he's running. And he's like, I pushed this guy, or I saw this guy come in and I pushed him aside and I thought, oh, it might be something. And then the video is all intense. He's shoving guys. They go back to Marshawn. He's like, and then I pushed this guy aside and I thought, oh, it might be something. Just a little baby stiff arm. <laughs> yeah. The guy goes flying. <laughs> just, just a baby stiff arm. <laughs> sorry all right, all right dude what Rat is trail. week five we got a lot of good matchups what's your matchup of the week though uh hold your breath folks it's not what you think yep you hated me for this but i gotta keep it spicy <laughs> this is, I, this I, is I, keeping it like watered <laughs> down in my opinion i am picking clay and jay cozier and i will tell you why because we have such a good league this year Top six are either four and zero or three and one, um, but Clay's team 
is I feel like playing better than we thought. So he's kind of right now on the edge. And Jay Cozier has been playing worse than we thought. Has a good roster, just needs to get going. Um, so I think it's going to be really interesting as far as, um, and it's still super early in the season, but as far as like getting into the playoff picture with these two teams, you know, will Clay continue to play better than we think? Um, certainly guys like, you know, Justin Jefferson playing much better than we thought. Calvin Ridley, <laughs> besides last week, uh, definitely being a breakout. Um, and then a lot of the vets for Jay Cozier, they need to get going and Josh Jacobs has been fine but not as good as not not like people had hoped so that is why it's my matchup of the week okay I see I see where you're coming from and I understand um it's you're you're coming from the stand of like it's a make or break for both these guys sure yeah and the losers probably the, the losers probably gonna start fire sailing a bit and and planning for the future Possibly, um, yeah. We saw Jay Cozier do a uh, a, uh, a bulkama, yeah. as we would like to say, where yeah. you just throw everybody on the trade block. Yep. Um, I feel like if, if, if Jay Cozier wins this week, he'll probably take a couple of those down and, and he'll look to still compete. But if he goes one and four, I could see him looking to rebuild. Uh, I will say if he goes one and four, that's great for everybody else because the chances of him making the playoffs and – resetting this league go way down yep um so sorry jay kozir but here's to you losing <laughs> Paula. um so okay. yeah i i think that'll be good what shocks me is we have three really big matchups um yep two are bigger than the other the the one that's probably not as big would be me and me and dykstra it's gonna be big but um i'm two and two so not quite as as impressive when you look at it but we have both you and Zach DeYoung at three and one going at it. I hate playing against Russ. I did, yeah. Why did I trade him? Yeah. Anyway, I, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I, I man, I, I do hate playing against <laughs> Russ too. God, I, I hate it so much. But I love him. Uh, I'll take the I, I'll take the loss for you, Russ. Um, and then the other <laughs> one is is Drake versus Viss. Um. Unfortunately for Drake, I don't think he can score 75 points and win this week. Probably uh, not. No, no. Zach Viss has been playing well. Uh, so this is going to be interesting to see. We're, we're getting to these matchups this time of year where there's going to be some separation. Um, and we're going to kind of get a little bit of a tier ranking for, for how the league's going to look. Um, so I'm just really excited. I, if I had to pick one. It would actually be Drake versus Zach Viss. I think this one out of the three I mentioned is going to be the closest. It's going to go down to the wire. Yep. Um, and we're I, coming and I, up I, with. I, I uh, so. Be interesting now too. There's been more injuries this year. We have the um, the COVID stuff happening, which we'll probably talk about a little bit at the end. And now we're hitting bye weeks, so it's it's getting interesting. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm right there with you, man. I think. really, really wish I had Aaron Jones this week. That yeah, sucks. But, you know, it's all right. Think of yeah, it this way. Yeah, yeah. He gets to get back healthy, be fine, and then you have him the rest of the year. I, just, I, I actually like early bye weeks. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I do too. I, I just, I wish that DeYoung also had like one of his top players have a bye. <laughs> yeah. But. Well, hey, Henderson had a terrible week last week, so... Knowing how the Rams go, he's probably going to ball out this week. It makes zero freaking sense. McVeigh, you can kiss my ass. What the hell, man? He looked fine. He looked fi- He looked good. He looked there- good. And he was just gone. He's just gone. Here's, here's my <sighs> opinion. I want to see if you agree with this. Unfortunately, we're getting away from the workhorse running back in the NFL. It's just leaving. That's There's fine. More teams doing that, but the problem with that the run the running uh, running back by committee is I see too many teams where they're just flipping and swapping guys in and out too much, and people don't have enough. Like some running backs need a rhythm. Like yeah. they need to keep playing in the game to get comfortable and get going. Especially like a guy like Jonathan Taylor. 
if you watch him, he looks like he looks like garbage. And I think one of the problems is he knows that he's he's splitting time and he knows that he's not in for a lot of consecutive plays. And I feel like he's trying to do too much. He's trying to bounce outside. He's trying to figure out how to make a home run on every play. Mm-hmm. And he's not just playing the game the way he should. Um, and he looks bad, in my opinion, actually. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's the same with with the Rams, <sighs> is that they're not giving anybody enough time consecutively to, to make some plays. Because, yeah, Henderson looks fine. Yeah, he looks fine. Like, he's not, he's not like, holy cow, that's an RB1 out there. Um, you know, he, he might be, but he's just, he's solid. He's been catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, he looks know, like a guy that should get 15 points a week. Yeah. Like, give the guy 10 to 15 touches on the ground and, you know, give him five targets a game. Um, even if it was a little less than that and you give Malcolm Brown 10 touches, that's fine. But I just don't understand it. The game script made no sense. They weren't playing well. Like, they were playing good, and then they, they didn't did play, play well. They did play the Giants, at least. They didn't play well in the second half against the Giants, who are not a great team. Like, you went away from what was working against a bad team, and you almost lost to a bad team. Like, it just... It, it, yeah. you spent You spent a third-round pick on Daryl Henderson. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah, I for you, don't... he had... He had uh... 15, no, 14 touches, and he ended up with 19 points. Then he had 21 touches, and he ended up with 18 and a half. And then this last week, he went down to nine. Yeah, when they give him the ball, he produces. Like, even if he's not blowing you away, he has a solid floor just of running back production. And they know what they have in Malcolm Brown. They've known for a while. Their star rookie is out. I, I don't understand why not give Henderson the bulk of the touches and see what you see what you've got. Make him prove it. Like I, I just I do not understand. I was so fr- so frustrated. <laughs> yeah, and if you, you could have used a big week from him too. Yeah. I could have used a twelve point week from him. That would have been perfect. Yep. Um and then last but not least So frustrated. I om- I almost got my upset last week. I had Clay beating Drake. Uh, Calvin Ridley decided to lay an egg and stop all that from happening. Um, dude, that's nutty. We could be looking at Drake being two and two and Clay being three and one. Wow. Clay could be three and one right now if Calvin Ridley just caught one ball. Yep. Wow. There goes Clay proving me wrong. Keep going, buddy. Man, and his starting roster is. A bunch of young guys that you would not believe could do it, but they are. Yeah, he's made some good picks. Yep. Um, so this week, upset of the week, uh, I have Laser Dude and Bulkama. And you're curious, <laughs> how do you have an upset of the week where they're both guys facing each other? And and my thinking is, the upset is one of them might score 90 points this week. <laughs> so it's them against just... The reality of points being scored. Do you get two 0-4 teams? This is going to be a wild one, folks. Strap it in. It could have been the matchup of the week as well. Man, this is going to be an absolute ringer. I am excited. Noah, you, you, how are you going to contain your excitement from this? this it's going <laughs> to come down to Tuesday night. Workhorse running back one, Zach Moss on Tuesday night. There we go. All coming down to that. Yep. <laughs> Bulkama, you are the underdog, so uh, I'm going to have to go with you for the upset yep. here. Go get him, Bulkama. Go get him. Zach Moss, workhorse running back one, baby. And I'm taking G money over TJ. I'm going to do can't it. I believe it. I'm going to do it. I'm taking him. Uh, I'm still sour. TJ want- beating me with CD. I want this to happen. I want G Money to show up. Uh, it's not looking good, Bob. We got six percent chance of it happening, <laughs> uh, which is not a lot of percentages. But yeah, I, I want to touch on that a little bit. How did it feel to watch Ceedee Lamb? The dude looks like the best rookie in the whole class, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, like I predicted at the beginning. Out of any position, <sighs> any player, 
CD Lamb looks like the best. Like to the point where, if we were to do the rookie draft again, you could argue him at the one hundred and one. Yeah, you know, like those montages pretty much anywhere now on the internet on tv shows of people just getting racked in the balls you know that's just you know little two second clip after two second clip of people getting nailed right in the junk that's what it felt like every time cd caught a ball bam kick to the nuts see i i pictured it more of like i know you love these you and your you and your family especially you and your mom afv the old school afv yeah old people trying to get into boats <laughs> yeah. and, and it's like it's like their body goes limp and like they faint into the water basically <laughs> that is you like you're you're on the boat you're watching the game and you see yep. cd score another another touchdown and your body just goes limp and you fall into the water dead like, it felt terrible it <laughs> felt terrible dude shout out to old ladies trying to ride paddle boats and get seriously just don't even get in what you're are you doing in there <laughs> What are you doing in there? Your, your ankles can't support that. You're it's not, not flexible happen. enough. <laughs> the best part about those videos are is like the loved ones never help. It's like oh, no. you see yeah. this old crippled lady or old crippled guy trying to get in the boat and like there's like five people in the boat just watching, like, come on, grandma, you got this. Like, freaking put your arm out or something. Easy, Debbie. Easy. <laughs> oh no, she's done for oh splash. <laughs> Dude, I'm excited to be old because that's going to be me. Dude, me too. I'm pumped to be an old geezer, I am so excited to be an old I'm just going to freaking taunt little kids too. Just taunt kids. Just Oh, yeah. (laughs) And you get to find, you you know, you can find this little diner with your buddies and eat breakfast there every morning and talk crap about the little town you're in. You can yell stuff and no one's going to get mad because you're old. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. You can hit people with your cane. Dude, you know, living the freaking dream. You can say insensitive things; it won't matter. <laughs> yeah, you can go up to like a little kid. Oh, don't you just look ugly today? Oh man, that you shouldn't have your parents dress you anymore. Oh, yep. Gosh, this food tastes like garbage. Yep, it's like and my then grandpa. They just look at you, and they're like, "Oh, he's just an old guy." My grandpa, bless his soul, I love the guy, but he'll say something like, "Grandpa, can't say that." it's that's that's racist and he just shrugs his shoulders i'm like okay. you know i'm not i'm i'm not looking forward because I, I don't plan on being racist that's not no, me either me either not not in the cards <laughs> that wasn't the route i was going but uh <laughs> i'm looking more like dennis the menace but like old school version of that like that's that's kind of what i'm going for <laughs> i like it <laughs> uh don't get Break. in a boat <laughs> don't ah, screw it i'll still try and get in a boat <laughs> dude i'll watch people i'll watch you get in a boat and freaking piss my pants laughing <laughs> man alive well uh dude we got this is just gonna be an odd week we have a booming monday i mean a uh, sunday night game we got the vikings and the seahawks dude we're I wearing think- action green let's go oh Boom. love it we are going to steamroll the steamroll the Vikings, and I am. I hope to see some tears from uh, a certain few members of our league. <laughs> Those uh, skull fans, you guys can cry. Uh, what, wow. Okay, I'm not going that far, dude. Skull, dude, they're going to be one in four. What else are they going to do? That's brutal. Yeah, Justin one Jefferson looks good though. Whew. Yeah, I I wasn't a big fan because I actually thought that he was a little soft in college. Um, the the same problem that I have with with Judy is I just thought he was a little soft and the guys that's what she said. <laughs> you're the worst uh, but no he looks fantastic he's making uh, one of the things that I heard a lot of people talk about was his contested catches but I thought he was too soft to even try for him dude he's mossing people he's freaking breaking tackles he's looks so good yeah he's awesome yeah uh, and then follow that up with a double header Monday. Yes. And they actually got it right to where they spaced them out a, a, a yes. little bit to where we can freaking watch them both. Yes. Um. Yeah. And then on top of that, we finished Tuesday it night with a Tuesday night game. Three nights in a row oh. of just nonstop football. This this is this is working out kind of nice to me. Yeah. I'm Dude, okay there's also this. game six of the finals Sunday night. You probably don't care. I. Okay, what's your little the game? I I know we're not basket. I'm not a huge NBA fan, um, but yep. 
Le- I heard a lot of people giving crap, and I saw the videos and everything. I watched some highlights. LeBron James not taking the final shot and passing it up. I know Danny Green, I believe it was, was wide open. Yep. But everybody else is saying MJ and Kobe take that shot. I honestly, like, should have he had taken the shot? Yeah, I mean, sure. Danny Green missed it, so of course you're going to say he should have taken it. But the thing is, like, Danny Green is a three-point shooter. Yeah, he was hitting bombs early. Danny Green has a ton of postseason experience. Um, you know, like, I I have no issue with him passing it to Danny Green. So yeah. Plus, and like, it- that's what everybody complains about with star players is, you know, they're not passing it, they're not passing it, you know, in general, obviously. And, and um, Michael Jordan did, did, like, Kerr had a couple huge clutch three-point shots. Yeah, like, massive. Yeah. Like, that stuff happens with even Kobe. Uh, What's his name? Uh, I think it was number seven, old geezer, who was with him for freaking ever. But there's, like, guys have hit clutch shots for Kobe and for MJ. Even though I'm not a LeBron guy and I don't really like him, I, I actually think it was the right decision. I think it was a smart yeah. one. Yeah, the I mean, screw up was who was the freaking big guy that took the shot with two seconds to go and airballed it? Uh, for that guy, whoever for that the was, Lakers. Yeah, for the Lakers, he got the rebound. Oh, was it? Was it Anthony Davis? Was it Markeith, uh Morris? Oh, yeah, he's not that big. Uh, yeah, been. yeah, yeah. He's not, but he's not small. He's four. He's like, he's like number uh, eighty-eight. I think. Yeah, he uh, he grabbed the rebound. Great rebound. Yep. Double teamed contested jumper. Dude, if he had his freaking blinders off, he could have seen <laughs> LeBron was wide open in the, on the right. LeBron was so wide open, and I like I actually kind of felt bad for LeBron because he knew how open he was. Yep. And and then to watch Morris just airball sp- that thing didn't have a prayer, and I don't even, I don't even think the ball got above the rim when he shot it. Like that's how bad it was. Dude, the thing was like that game was so good and. LeBron and Jimmy Butler left it all out on the floor. Yeah, they did. Did you see uh, Jimmy Butler's post-game interview? Like, after the post-game interview, he was walking away. He can barely walk. Oh, well, he played like 47 (laughs) minutes? Yeah. He was exhausted, dude. And he's 31, dude. I didn't realize. He's been in the league a while now. So He's in the back half of his life. (laughs) Dude, he's past his prime. He's over the hill. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know it. Yeah, well, gosh, I, I, I hope Zach the Heat Vince push it to a game seven. This, but that that'd be awesome, dude. I want the Heat to win. Oh yeah, it'd be great. That's what people are saying on on Twitter and social media. They're like, dude, if you said that the Heat made it to the finals against the Lakers and pushed them to a game six, you would have mocked the crap out of anybody that said that. So I the think thing it's that cool. the thing that drives me crazy, like I, I love Duncan Robinson. Love his story like sharpshooter he was like a two-star recruit i think when yeah. coming to michigan but good lord every announcer every game do you know duncan robinson started out in d3 basketball yes we know you say it every game and then they're like yeah and then he spent you know he had like a cup of coffee at michigan and then he came to the nba it's like what the frick Dude. he has like tons of tournament experience at michigan and i think he was in a championship game too like Get bent. I'm, 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 I'm with you on this because they do it with every sport. Oh, every single gosh. sport has a problem where our announcers are announcing games, especially primetime big games that are not just like local, like they're, they're national. Um, they have so much crap that they say. Football's real bad at this too, where it's it's all information for like the first time viewer or for like Drake. Yeah, like <laughs> where the, where it's like it's stuff that like real fans would know like people that watch the sports like anytime the seahawks are in prime time they mention his height and and how he yep. got drafted later because of his height it's like bro uh, he's been in the league so long he's been in like 50 prime time games yeah we all know he's short he's a midget <laughs> yes we get it or Shut uh up. doug baldwin was an undrafted free agent yes yeah. we know <laughs> yeah like it's like so like that's the stuff that absolutely floors me is they they just come up with the same bullcrap stuff <laughs> and tom brady's been in the league for what 20 freaking 50 years <laughs> like the amount of times like man passed up like eighth quarterback taken 
<laughs> like what what was he like what pick 199 in his draft it's like <laughs> you don't say we didn't hear that from the other 17 super bowls he's been in <laughs> holy crap I, i'm i'm with you announcers need yep. to f- realize that they need to they need to advocate and, and come up with stuff for for the like the smart fans the intelligent fans <laughs> they need to stop advocating for the freaking drakes of the world that's why i like tony romo though for real i mean he always tells like when they go over the replay like he draws something up like because i don't know the x like i i don't have experience in coaching football so i don't always know all the x's and o's part of it and so like that dude always teaches me something when i watch those games dude he's tony romo was an unfortunate qb where yeah a lot of a better player than than his record shows. Yes. But dang, that guy can absolutely ball in the booth. Yep. He is my favorite by far. And like the first Super Bowl he announced, you could tell just by his face it was killing him. Like he even said he's like this is the place he always dream of getting including me. I wish I was on the field, but yeah. <laughs> instead I tried to uh hold the ball for a game-winning extra point or a game-tying extra point. And I fumbled it against the Seahawks and got tackled uh, at the three. By Jordan Babineau. Come to Papa. Dude, I love it. Love it. Uh, Dude, this has been uh, kind of a reminiscing podcast. Hopefully. All right. So what about the COVID stuff? If if games get canceled Monday night, Tuesday night, what's, uh, well, yeah, what's I the said, protocol here? I said in the chat. Um, yep. And it sounds like people for the most part understand. But, yeah, basically super simple to where um, – we, I don't want it to be a thing, just like the fantasy footballers broke it down pretty nicely. Yeah. We, don't, we don't want it to be a thing where um, you're not playing Josh Allen. We'll go for Zach Viss here. You're not playing Josh Allen because he might not play on Tuesday night, and then you're screwed because you don't have anybody to play quarterback for you. Yeah, we don't um, want that. No. That's that's just stupid. That, like You can't prepare for that. He can't avoid that. And his team, his quarterbacks are already either beaten up or on by. And so instead he does have – free agent wonder Kyle Allen um, on his bench. And so so Zach Viss just said that, hey, if for some reason that game doesn't happen, um, I'll have Kyle Allen fill in for Josh Allen. Um, and that way, like, he's not getting an advantage by doing that because if Kyle Allen does have a better game over Josh Allen, he still is stuck with Josh Allen. It's only right. if the game is canceled. Um, and I think this – that'll work well for, for the majority of things. Um, and if for some reason people just don't, or a game gets canceled that people weren't expecting, what I'll do is I'll look at the projected stats and whoever had the highest projected stats going into the week for that position that could have been filled. Um, I won't take the best player that played the best, because sometimes guys are projected three or four points and they go off for two touchdowns. No yep. way would you pick that guy. Um, I, I I would pick the guy that had the highest projected stats before the week started, and and he'll go in. Um, but if everybody's on top of things, then I I shouldn't have to do that. And like we were talking about before we went on, but looks like the games should go on. There was yep. no positive tests. Um, for Good the Titans today. and the was it the Patriots that had a little bit of Patriots one? had one um, with, uh, with Gilmore. Yes, that's right, Gilmore and Cam earlier. Yep. I mean, there was the Jets th- had a false positive. Yeah, and I think like the somebody on the Bears practice squad had a positive or something. I saw this morning. Um, but they but that played. that shouldn't affect. Yeah, they already played, and that shouldn't affect. Yeah, and I think I it was like all a, the crap that that Patrick Mahomes got when Gilmore got yeah, give got me positive. a break. And then they everybody was showing the the pictures and the videos of of him and Gilmore getting really yeah. close after the game. It's like, come on, bro. Like, Seriously, he had to apologize for it afterwards. It's like, don't, dude. No, don't you apologize. You don't have to apologize for that. Give crap. me a come on, freaking break. That I hated how that blew up on Twitter and that stuff. And like that was weak. Like I'm not a big Goodell fan, but people were like slamming Goodell, uh, Goodell like, oh, they should have canceled the game, like. Come on, like, yeah, that's stupid. Give me a break. <laughs> None of us know exactly how this thing spreads. We know it's more contagious than like the flu and stuff, but 
None of us know. Everybody's trying to do their best. The NFL yeah. has done a really good job <laughs> overall. They've done a fantastic so, job. Yeah, and it sounds like the Titans outbreak was sounds like some some of their own irresponsibilities. So, which it's for a while had the potential to get serious. There, they're talking about yeah. taking away draft picks. They're talking about um, yeah. What did you think about that games? To me, that seemed overkill to punish with taking away draft picks. I don't know. That seems I, I think, a I lot think the to appropriate me. one, especially since they're a contender, would have just been forfeiting games. Yeah. Um, it's it's annoying because like it hurts stats and stuff like that. So like say say uh like the Bills this week, like Josh Allen's an MVP, MVP contender. So yep. he doesn't get the stats for the game and that might hurt his MVP and all that blah blah blah. But in reality, football wise, like you're the bills you get a free win without having to break a sweat and get injured and beat up and you get an extra week to heal it's kind of nice um, yeah i don't know i don't i don't love the forfeiting games either the problem know. is like the, if you don't forfeit games you're really screwing things up i know i honestly thought if they're like if the titans were just screwed like they had tons of covid cases and you know they were still mostly positive cases you know throughout more than you know, a few weeks. I honestly thought they might just like pause the season for a few weeks yeah. just to let them get their crap together. But that eh, there's That's just no good solution. Yeah. In the NFL, the NFL, I don't think would have done that because of money. I think yeah. there's a lot of money from that. Yeah. There's one thing the NFL doesn't like to do is lose money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They hate losing money. Yep. I do too. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. All right, bro. Um, what a wild ramble. I had no idea half the stuff that we were going to talk about came up. But, yep, uh, we went off the rails. It's good for you. What a shocker. This one's for you, G-Money. That's right. Go get him. <laughs> Go get him, G-Money. Take down that big bad man. Yes. Take down the wannabe purple people leader. And uh, TJ, if G-Money does beat you, I'm sorry for the worst weekend of your life because not only will that happen, but your Vikings will be 1-4. Yeah, uh, we, we love you, TJ, rough. but just the cards are stacked up against you this week. Yeah, so. time to cry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Have a, uh, have a good weekend and have a good extra-long football weekend. You too, brother. See ya.